Hello, cocktail lovers. Welcome to Paris Cocktail Talk, the show brought to you by the 52 Martinis Guide to Paris Cocktail Bars. I'm Forrest Collins, and I'm here to talk to you about the trends and traditions of drinking in France. And because our topic is the trends and traditions of drinking in France, I'm very excited about this month's guest and our topic. Uh, because when you talk about French spirits, this um, his is a name that comes up quite often. It's Sullivan Doe. He's been associated with bars here that are really focusing on French ingredients like Le Syndicat and Le Commune. Um, these are bars that would be familiar to listeners because just a couple of months ago, we had Giovanni from the Syndicat on the show talking about 100% French bars. So he's he's done that in Paris and, and he's doing a lot more right now. And that's why he's on the show, because we're going to talk to him about the Cognac Doucet. So welcome, Sullivan. It's great to have you on the show and talk to you. Hi, Forrest. Thank you very much for having me. Excited to share the story. Yes, I'm excited to hear it. And um, so congratulations. You've got a beautiful new little baby girl I hear. That's very exciting. Mm-hmm. And um, I heard that when I was listening to you recently on Eric Castro's podcast, Bartender at Large. So I always like to share other podcasts with my listeners that I think that they might be interested in. So listeners, that's when you should check out and check out the episode with Sullivan. And, and he's got many, many, Eric's got lots of other different podcasts, uh, episodes that are very, very interesting. So, but enough about that. We're here to talk about cognac and specifically Doucet. So Sullivan, tell listeners uh, tell listeners what the story is with, with this particular cognac. Yeah, sure. So Ducey is a young brand that has been created in 2012. So you might think that this is like kind of young uh, when you think about cognac because the category has been around for the last 300 plus, like maybe like 400 years. So basically, we've been making Barota, which is another brand for Bacardi, not available in the US. So the Chateau de Cognac is where we... Barota has been created in 1795. So the, the whole idea when, uh, when Barota decided to, to purchase the castle was to age cognac because the castle has the feet in the water. You got the Charente River just passing by and this allows us to have two types of cellars. We have like humid cellars and dry cellar. And so we use the tradition that we learned about like making cognac for the last 200 years to create a modern expression of cognac. So the whole idea when they're creating to say is like we're going to do a different blend, a new identity within the Chateau de Cognac that fits the way we drink today. So when you look into Ducé, we've got like a VSOP and an XO. So we skipped the VS because we wanted to have some, a, a cognac that has some really nice characteristic, a lot of flavors and complexity. So we start the whole brand with a VSOP, which means that the youngest OV has spent a minimum of four years in the cask for our VSOP is like four to seven years in average. And um, and we use like the particularity of the dry cellar to get the woody notes, to get the spiciness. And then for the XO, which is a minimum of 10 years, 10 to 20 with an average of 15 years for our XO, it's mostly the humid cellar to get some other component. Um, I think that's very interesting about the two different type of, types of cellars and also this idea about making a cognac for the way it's drunk in modern times. And... Um, what do you think the difference is in it now, how it's being drunk now, as opposed to maybe how it was before and the styles of cognac that have, have been being made for a long time? What's the difference in people's consumption or or the way it's consumed? Well, the thing is that historically, cognac has this uh, image of being like a digestive drink, uh, a product that you drink neat and, uh, and just enjoy by itself. 
But um, I mean, like when you look into the the, the, the genesis of the bar culture in like 1800s, you can see already like many, many cocktails made with brandy. And at this time, I'm pretty sure the brandy that was used was cognac because it was the most famous. So we just forgot about using it in cocktails, but cognac has always been around. So that was the, that's the idea with Ducey is like, okay, we know cognac has this uh, image of being like a, a sipping drink. So we're going to do a cognac like this, but we know that today people drink cocktails mostly and uh, and wanted to have a, a cognac that fits those those uh, those taste buds, and uh, and so what do you want? You want a cognac, a nice spiciness, so you have like a really nice cinnamon, nutmeg, um, cloves, peppery nuts, and some nice woody nuts that come from the aging, and that's what we notice that like, people like today because they want to have like flavors, they want to have like complexity, so there's definitely a shift in the conception. I mean, I witnessed it with the Syndica because uh, when we opened Syndica and presenting only French alcohol, we could see people getting interested, uh, getting, being more aware about what they drink and being more conscious about what they drink. Yeah, I think that's definitely true. I mean, I think France is lucky that we have so many great spirits. And now I'm excited that there's sort of a renewed appreciation in some of these traditional spirits and even, you know, a new take on them. I think that you can still appreciate something and bring it up to 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 modern tastes in certain ways as well. Um, what's, your, what's been your experience, I mean, either in general with cognac or with Doucet and um, how it's uh, perceived uh, in the U.S. versus in France? Well, cognac in the U.S. is really well received, way more than in France. When you know like 98% of the cognac production is exported and mostly in the U.S., you understand that in France we don't drink our product right. and in uh, and, uh, and America in here, like they, they just love cognac. So it's a really nice playground to to um, to speak about the product because people are really interested about the, the liquid. Yeah, for sure. Um, so uh, what... I guess what's been what's been the shift in in kind of a younger French audience when they are becoming more interested in cognac, like those that were coming into the Sandy Cat? Was it just the idea of these cocktail bars popping up? Uh, was it a new trend? What do you think is sort of making that become more uh, accessible to a, a younger generation in France at the moment? Well, I think firstly, like the younger generation compared to our parents, we've been traveling a lot. So we've been like a... Curious, we are curious. The the millennials, the Gen Z, are like we all curious. So we tend to really focus on what we drink. When we, when we did the, the syndica, people were coming there to discover the diversity French has to offer. So it was really like a, a destination. So the the people we had were already like prepared to to learn something new from old uh, spirit. So it's really like about like discovery, and I would say like yeah. The, the new generation is curious. Yeah. When great. I started bartending, I was drinking anything. Now I can see people really care about what they drink. Yeah, I think that's true. I think from everything I read, you know, definitely the youngest generations, the millennials and, and younger, um, are a lot more conscientious about what they drink. They're drinking less. And, and I suppose when they're drinking, they are drinking things that are better and things that they can um, have more of a connection with it and appreciate more than just, you know, whatever, maybe gets them a little drunk. So that's not a bad thing. I think it's a good thing. Um, now 
obviously I'm going to ask about this. Uh, Ducey has a connection with Jay-Z. Can you tell the listeners about that? Yeah, so the so we have like Le Chateau de Cognac. So we have like a facility that has been uh, known worldwide to be to make an amazing cognac. And so there was like a man to man or man to woman. I wasn't there, but there was a discussion between two persons. Um, so it was Rock Nation and Jay-Z's team and Bacardi. Jay-Z was interested to get involved in cognac. Bacardi told him that they had like the facility to make it happen. So he flew to France and uh, he met Michel Casavecchia, our seller master. And they went to through like different samples of cognac of what Michel thought would be like the, the cognac of tomorrow. And they agreed on one recipe. So he's been really involved. It's not like an endorsement. He's been really involved from day one in the liquid. So he's a 50-50 partner with Bacardi on Duce. So yeah, I mean like he, the Rock Nation is taking care of like really like the, the artistic direction while Bacardi facilitate all the operational, all the, the, the supply and all everything that's bring the liquid to your lips. Yeah, and um, I read that there was recently a bottle auctioned off of Doucet, a rare bottle, right? For quite a bit of money. Can you tell me? I can't remember the price, but I was, I, <laughs> it was a lot. Uh, could you talk to us yes. about that? Yes, so we released a, a, speci- a limited edition called uh, Doucet 1969 Anniversaire. And uh, so it's like 100% Grand Champagne aged in one single barrel at the Chateau de Cognac for multiple decades, over half a century. It's just that we wanted to, to, to present the, I would say, like the superb of the Chateau, how the Eau de Vie can age and, um, and get all the, the characteristics you want for high-end Cognac to pop. So when you know, like, like Grand Champagne is the finest terroir in Cognac, and it's known that the paramount, the best, uh, the heart of the Eau de Vie, reach 50 years minimum to get like really like all the incense that you want from this Eau de Vie, you need to age it for at least 50 years. So the whole idea is like when you know cognac is made out of blend because you want different characteristics to work together to create one specific um, uh, flavor profile from one house to another, it's rare to have like one specific barrel that will give you everything you want from a cognac without blending and so that is the what we released so the very first we could make like 285 bottles from this uh, cask and the very first one so it's a beautiful it's a beautiful bottle diamond shape with like 12 faces and the very first bottle was with like a, some gold around the neck and a signature of uh, jay-z on it that's the that's a bottle that got auctioned at sosby for $52,500. Wow. But the remaining 284 bottles will be like available from June at retailers for like 10000 So the same liquid is just that it doesn't have the gold neck and the signature of Jay. That's still out of my price range, even if it's not autographed by <laughs> by anybody. But um, but yeah, I think that's I think that's very interesting. And um uh, so I, I find this interesting and I like it about the Sandy Cat, this sort of blend of two different cultures of, you know, French cognac and rap, um, you know, U.S. Uh, how do you think that that has affected 
the perception of cognac or cognac sales? Do you think that it has affected it, for example, in the U.S. or with a younger generation? Uh, Hip-hop has been a big driver of the whole cognac category, definitely. Because like in the, in the hip-hop culture, cognac is like a way of showing your, um, your success, the, the luxury you want to go for premium liquors, and the cognac is the king of premium liquors. So he's been like involved in the in the hip hop culture for the last twenty five maybe like thirty years, twenty five years let's say. Yeah. And um and yeah, so it drives like I mean like the young girls look at the the rappers and they see them like with cognac, so they want to drink the same thing, and so it's been like a really big 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 actor on the on the explosion of um, of the whole cognac category in the U.S. So that was the idea when we opened Syndica. We're like, okay, in the U.S. the hip hop artists are taking our booze so we're gonna get back our booze and take their music <laughs> to make the balance so that's why we're like uh, pouring french booze on big hip-hop and yeah. the funny thing is that when you go back to Ducey, it's like we have the french product which is cognac and we have the hip-hop which is uh, jay-z so in one product we got the whole lifestyle of uh, cognac in america yeah, and I think that's great. I mean, I like to see the involvement of Jay-Z in it because, you know, you can have you can have industry names pushing a product or, you know, encouraging people to buy a product just because they use it, but it's nice to see somebody who's involved in it. So it kind of brings it full circle in my opinion, you know. It's not just like they're not the it allows people to reap the benefits of products that they help to um popularize if that makes any sense. Yeah, definitely. But the thing is like, you know, Jay-Z in industry is uh i mean like we know that it's part of Ducey, but it's not like uh it doesn't really want to show and push the the brand like it's really it's more about like an investors and we know who's the investors and i mean like in many many spirit brands you got like some shadows investor the only thing is like our shadow investor is actually like not under the shadow <laughs> but uh but yeah i mean like rock nation is involved in the development of Ducey. jay-z by itself is uh is taking part of it definitely but it's not like you know going everywhere with Ducey and like being like a, an advertising for Ducey because the product stand by itself. So that's what we are, we've been like uh, promoting is like we speak about Ducey and the Chateau de Cognac and the quality of the liquid. People are, have questions about Jay-Z, but it's nothing. It's not like a selling point. It can be when we speak to, to consumers, but like when you speak to trade, you know, you don't sell the product because you tell him it's Jay-Z's product. You sell the product because the product is good. Yeah. Well, and I think that's a really important distinction that you just made because um, I do think, you know, sometimes when I hear of names that have nothing to do with spirits attached to spirits, I wonder, hmm, you know, I don't understand the connection. So I think it's it's very good that, that you make sure that it's a product that can stand on its own merit, not just mm-hmm. because it's attached to a name. But you have, I mean, people, you have to know that it's still interesting to people to know the, of the connection. So um Oh, of course, of course, it's always good to speak about it. But it's just like when uh, when people ask about like the involvement and um, and the presence within the brand. I mean, like the brand is like really like booming by itself. When you look into the whole cognac category, cognac is like a really booming. Like last year was like a 62 percent, I think, in, in a increase of sale in wow. the, for the whole category. And do say VSOP got one hundred and nine percent. So That's... we're really like ahead of the of the race. When you think about like we are young cognac, we've been created. I mean, like we're a young brand creating in 2012, and uh, and yet we are competing with like uh, big dogs in um and in, in in a short time. 
Well, I think that's really impressive. I mean, um, what do you think is driving that? Is it because it's, I mean, obviously uh, it's a good product, but there's a lot of good cognacs out there. Is it that it's a new and young, fresh take on it? Is it um, that, you know, obviously they've pulled in you, you're young, I'm not, I'm not saying you're super young, but you know, you're, you're young, you're not old like me, for example, like um, kind of a young ambassador that can uh, connect with a more youthful audience or what do you think? I, I do think like people again like we go back to people care about what they drink and um, and the things like you bring them a new product they're interested if they like the product they get loyal to the product so that's what happened with you say obviously like the Jay Z uh, partnership uh, definitely uh, thrived the the sales so I mean like yeah people are interested with new 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 product and uh, and the thing is like. They've been saying brands, all the other brands that have been that their family has been drink drinking for a generation. They've been seeing those, and they want to take their own uh, path, and they want to, you know, like the the new the the young theories. They want to take their own life and uh, and decide uh, what what the what's good for them, and to say fits within this um, environment, because that's. For who is this great? I'm sorry, but like there's an ambulance. No, it's okay. <laughs> hey, medical, okay. medical, <laughs> medical emergencies are allowed, and I hope that um, ambulance gets somebody to the hospital quickly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, uh, so yeah, I think it's true, and I think that we've seen that a lot with um, with these, especially these French spirits categories. Uh, people, I'm actually going to pause for a second because that is pretty loud. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. And I think that that's something that this, uh, the younger generation wanting to um, claim something for the, for the, for their own uh, has been something that you've seen across the board in a lot of French spirits, you know, with Calvados or Cognac and, and, and different eau de vies and what, what have you. So, so yeah, I think that's really exciting. Um, so how, you know, you're a brand ambassador for Doucet. What does that mean? Do you go out, do you connect with bartenders um, in the U.S.? And I think you cover Canada and um, and Nigeria and one other place, I think. Is that correct? It's, yeah, so I'm global, but like the, the, the main market of Doucet is uh, obviously America, uh, a bit in uh, American, I mean like North America and uh and africa but like africa we still like on emerging countries so we did like nigeria we did a launch in nigeria i was there we did um, one in uh, south africa i know there's some other countries that are opening maybe like congo kenya mm -hmm. so and there's a bit of do say in australia but our heart of business is definitely america interesting um what about asia uh i mean asia asia likes luxury luxury spirits and luxury brands um do you have any activity over there not yet i mean that that's a plan that's a plan but like we have to to keep in mind the um, the thing is like when we think about cognac so everything has been like is created harvest produced in the region of cognac so we are limited by the the, the grapes of the vineyards we are limited by the, the the quantity of wine so when thinking about going to asia you have to to, to come like robust so we just want to right now fulfill all the demand in uh, in America to to be able to start thinking. I mean, like we are actually already thinking about like global and uh, being in Asia, but uh, that's like uh, for for a brand that has been created like uh, almost ten years ago. It's you see what I mean? It's like yeah, yeah. 
it's a big picture to go to Asia because the, the demand in Asia is going to be like big. So we just want to make sure that we can fulfill all the demand before going to other markets. Yeah, well, I think it's important. I feel I think in so many businesses, uh, often in the bar businesses, I don't really know as much about the um, spirits, but you know, people sort of try to run before they can walk. And I think it's important to be well established before you start taking the next steps. Um, so is it available here in France? At the Chateau de Cognac. Okay. So only in the city of Cognac. Oh, okay. Interesting. Um, and what made you decide to work on Africa as a market? Africa is an emerging is an emerging continent. I mean, like, of course, like there is like a, again this uh, hip hop influence that drives the sales in uh, in America. We can witness them in Africa as well. Like Nigeria, the the hip hop scene is completely booming. So I guess like it's more about like uh, understanding the consumers everywhere, and uh, we can see like the same targets in Africa. So I'm mean, like, there, there's no reason for us to, to pass. Uh, the thing is like, you can see the Afri Africa is completely booming. And if you compare to France, when you're like in France, we don't drink cognac, there's more reason for us to uh, develop markets where the liquid is drunk and enjoyed and, um, and appreciated. And, uh, yeah, yeah. And appreciated. So, so we're looking at all those, um, those emerging countries in Africa because the thing like the job hasn't been done yet there for cognac so there's like a highway in front of us so yeah we have to we have to go there i think it'll be interesting to see what happens cocktail wise and spirits wise in africa in the near future i mean obviously it's a huge continent and uh you know i mean i can't can't talk about everything being the same but uh, I think this last year we had, I think, you know, I'm the Academy chair for France for the world's 50 best bars and they have an Academy chair for um, Africa as a region now. And uh, I haven't been to I haven't been there to any place for a while, but I am curious to get back and kind of see what's happening uh, with co with the cocktail scene in different in different cities there. So I think it's interesting and I think it's a it's it's an interesting market to develop, especially because I imagine it's not the cocktail scene is not as developed there. But it's one of those things that maybe, you know, you could get in there and and kind of leapfrog over some of the things that happened. Like, you know, they're probably not drinking gin, like leapfrog over some of the things that happened previously in cocktail scenes in places like the U.S. or in Europe and uh, and kind of move in and, and I guess not lay the first steps, but, you know, take a bigger share of the market. You know, it took people a while to maybe come yeah, around to sure. Cognac. And it's like because you see them like getting more and more. Yeah, the the, the bar scene in uh, in many African countries is not as developed as uh, in the occidental countries, but you can see that they want to go there. So if you are part of the evolution, then like everybody wins. So yeah, I guess I like, want to be uh, one of the the actor of the the bar scene in um, in Africa and like in different countries there. Oh, very cool. So, um, how do you like to drink? Do you say? Do you drink it straight? Do you drink it in cocktails? What's your preferred way? It really depends the moment, the company. I mean, uh, again, like the 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 product is like do say VSOP is like super versatile, so you can really drink it in any way. So I enjoy sipping it. I enjoy drinking it with like even like soda water or as a highball, or like even like do and ginger ale. Super easy to make. And then, of course, like more elevated cocktail. I mean, like I got a recipe of uh, my variation on the sidecar that we call like the Splendid sidecar. One ounce and a half. Or let's speak uh, to with like a European measure. Okay. Or I can do like ounces or milliliters. Uh, you do. You, do you could do um, either one. <laughs> either either one. 
Okay, so I'm gonna speak to my European bartender. It's gonna be like 45 mil of um, Ducevia Sopi, about like 30 mil of triple sec, orange liqueur, three quarter, like 20 mils of uh, fresh lemon juice, and about like 10 mil or less, depending on how you like orange blossom water. So that the orange blossom water will bring some really nice floral notes to the cocktail, so it's just gonna rebalance the sidecar. A bit more on the boozy side, but I would say like more balanced, so less sour than a classic sidecar and more floral. So definitely a way to drink Ducé, but after like you can go on Ducé.com and you have like 50 plus recipes and you can really see the versatility of the product. You can spiciness, bitterness, uh, spirit forward, all type of cocktail you can think about, Ducé can, uh, can make it happen. Well, I really like the idea when you were giving your recipe for, you know, our cocktail of the month there, I really like the idea of, um, I thought, oh, okay, this is a sidecar, sounds good, but I love the addition of the orange blossom water. That's like, you know, what I like about, what I think makes it an interesting cocktail is when you take something that's a classic and then you just do this one little thing that takes it over the edge, like, you mm-hmm. know. Um, I was talking talking to uh, Maxime Potfeur for an episode on Calvados a while back, and I was talking about how I love a Calvados highball, and he suggested just to put a little uh, balsamic vinegar um, in there and a little maybe a little um, maple syrup, and you know it's just like a little tiny touch, one little change. You know, it's not something that you have to go and infuse something for five hours and go you know, or five weeks or whatever. It's just one little ding, and it kind of elevates it. So I'm definitely gonna try yeah. that. I totally agree because for me it's like this is this is the the idea like if you want to popularize and democratize uh, and uh, give your product more available, you want to make sure that the cocktail you create can be made by anyone in any bar. I mean, like to make a sidecar, everybody has cognac, um, triple sec, and or um, lemon juice. Right. And I guess like many bars will do like Ramos gin fizz, so they would have orange blossom water in their bar anyway. So it's just like adding one ingredient that you already have in your bar. And if you don't, I mean, like, still, it's just like 10 meals. So you can easily buy a bottle of orange blossom water on Amazon or anywhere else and uh, and add it to your bar collection. Yeah. Because this is like a small, like, those floral waters are really underestimated, I think, oh, in, in, in your the cocktail bar? sphere. I absolutely agree yeah. with that, Sullivan. I have um, rose water, orange blossom water, always in my bar. Um, add it to grenadine, um, but I just never thought about adding it to a, a sidecar. So now you've kind of like made me think I'm going to make those work a little bit harder in my bar. So, or in my home bar, <laughs> not my bar. Um, all right. Well, we're getting to the end of our half hour. Uh, is there anything else you want to add before we start to close up here? Anything you want to mention about Doucet or yourself or cognac in general? Well, I'm excited to come back to friends and, uh, and, uh, those people at the Chateau. So hope, um, let me know. Fortunately, I guess I could host any of the the listeners to the chateau. Like link link up with me, Sullivan Do. You can find me on Instagram, and uh, we can make it happen. So if you have never tried to say, hit me up, and we try to make it happen. Excellent, excellent. I might hit you up as well next time you're in France. Sounds beautiful. I want to go down there and stay too. Uh, that's Instagram. That's where people can follow you if they want. Anywhere else? Um, anything else you want to mention where people can find you or do say online? So Duce has an Instagram, Duce Cognac, and uh, and we have like the website with like uh, some inst- uh, information about Duce and some cocktail recipes. So yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't do TikTok, I don't do Snapchat, so Instagram is the only way you can contact me. Yeah, I don't do TikTok. Nobody wants to see me on, t- on TikTok. <laughs> 
Um, so, all right. Well, awesome. Well, thanks so much, Sullivan, for joining me. I really appreciate it. And I do look forward to seeing you next time you're back in France. It's been a long time. I will let you know the next time I'm back in France. Definitely. Thank you so much for having me for us. It's mm -hmm. been a pleasure. Very good. Pleasure for me, too. And that is a wrap for this month's episode. So um, come back next month. We'll be talking about uh, other fun and interesting French drinks and tr trends and traditions and all of that, as usual. Thank you to World Radio Paris for editing and production. Thank you to Sun Little for the music we use. Thank you to Sullivan for coming down or for tuning in, tuning in, dialing in to record the show with me. I will put links to all of this in the show notes. As usual, I remind you to please drink responsibly. And uh, if you like what we're doing, take a second, go over and leave an iTunes review. And until next time, cheers. Cheers.